Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yeah, sure, old time hockey. Like it is sure. Yeah, yeah. Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmied, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, the Boston Bruins acquire Hampus Lindholm from the Mighty Ducks for Yuravakanainen, John Moore, and draft picks. And Jake DeBrusque signs and stays in Boston. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Well, the trade deadline came and went, and the Bruins did make some noise. The Bruins acquired defenseman Hampus Lindholm and defenseman Cody Curran, or Curran from the Anaheim Ducks in exchange for Eurovacaninen defenseman John Moore at 22 first-round draft pick, a 2023 second-round pick, and a 2024 second-round draft pick. Now, the Anaheim Ducks also retained 50% of Lindholm's salary. Now, a lot of people were really, a lot of Bruins fans were really upset about this deal because you were giving up a first-round pick this year, a 2023 second-round pick next year, and a 2024 second-round pick. Now, I got to tell you, First of all, I think this was a great deal for the Bruins. They get that number four, they get that top four defenseman that the team needed all season long, okay? Now, grant you, you know, draft picks are a little bit, you know, too much, but you got to realize that this year's draft isn't that, you know, isn't that deep. And the Bruins are probably, you're looking at probably the Bruins are picking in the mid possibly 20s, you know, or late teens, early 20s, mid-20s, as far as a first-round pick goes. And you know what? That's You're not giving up a lot for something you need. If you need something, you you try to get something, you know, you, you, you would give up anything for it. I mean, the 2023 second-round pick, mm, that's, you know, that that's that's still up in the air, too. And and with a 2024 second round pick, so you're not really giving up a lot there, but you know there's there's really nobody you know there's nobody in the 22 2022 you know first round that's going to be you know that'll be here for the Bruins, you know that will probably you know if the Bruins were to draft him, he would probably never make it, kind of like Zach Senishin who was shipped out of town to to Ottawa. And you know Jake DeBrusque, who was another who was another first round pick in 2015. I mean, yeah, the Bruins signed him to a new deal, but is he going to be here for those two years? Are you know what happens? You know, at the end of the season, even even at the even 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 at the draft, maybe the Bruins get a deal, and you know a deal for DeBrusque and get that 2023 second round pick back. Or the 2024 second round pick back in return for Jake DeBrusque. So we're we're it's it's kind of interesting when you're dealing with draft picks. You know it's really tough to see 
or really tough to know, you know, what you're going to be, you know, I know you're giving up a first round pick, but, you know, who's, who would the Bruins be taking anyways? You know, because you're looking, you're usually looking, you're looking at a late, a, a late teens, you know, maybe in the, tw- in the 20s range as far as, a, as far as a pick goes. So it's not, it's not a total loss. Of course, we all know uh, the Bruins track record when it comes to drafting first round picks. So it's, you know, it's, it's not a lot to give up. Okay. Plus you're dumping John Moore's contract. That's a big plus. And Yuram Vakaninen hasn't really, pl- I mean, I, he's played well, but what I've heard is that he's been injured a lot. He's suffered concussions. So, you know, maybe, maybe it was time to give up on, on Yuram Vakaninen. Now, Lindholm is 28 years old. He has five goals and 17 assists, 22 points in 61 games this season. And he's got some decent size. I mean, he's six foot four, 216 pounds. And he's and he's played in over 582 NHL games with the with the Ducks, you know. And he's got a career total of 57 goals and 165 assists. And he was he was selected by Anaheim. He was a first round draft pick by Anaheim, sixth overall in the 2020-2012 draft. So that's that's you know you got your defense you got your top four defensemen right there. So I see I see nothing I see nothing wrong with that deal. Now the other guy who came in the deal was Curran or Curran or um he's 30 he's in his 30s. I mean, he's appeared in 37 games um or for the San Diego Gulls. So basically, I don't think he's going to be he is going to be, you know, a factor. Maybe maybe he'll he's he's down maybe he he was included to help out the Providence Bruins. So I, I expect him to probably just be in Providence. Now, Vakaninen, he's a young guy. He's 23 years old. He's has four assists in 15 games with the Bruins this season. Um, you know, he was a first he was a first round 18th overall pick in the 2017 entry draft. So there you there you see right there that's that the Bruins really don't have any luck with guys, you know, in the first round. Then again, then again, a lot of these first round guys don't ever get a chance to play, you know, on the top line. I mean, even like finally, you know, even Jake DeBrusque, Jake DeBrusque, I know Jake DeBrusque was playing with David Krejci and when he was playing with David Krejci, he was pretty good. He was, he was, he was having decent, you know, he was having a decent career, but then when Bruce Cassidy started moving him to the third line, to the fourth, to the fourth line, up to the second line. He started moving him around and didn't give him a chance to gel with the other couple of lines. So the same goes for Stanika. Stanika, you know, every time he's been called up, he's been playing on the on the third or fourth line. You know, maybe maybe this maybe Bruins maybe you know prospects go to die when they go to Boston. Because they don't get the chance to play, these young guys, these young guys really don't get the chance to play under this current under this current you know management because they don't. You know you got to give time guys time to to um, to develop, and they develop in Providence. But when you call them up to when you call them up to Boston, they sit on the third or fourth line. 
you know, how about, you know, putting Jackson Neal? I mean, I was I was actually hoping that DeBrusque would get traded so we could put Jackson Neal up on the right side of the top line and see what he could do. But, you know, we all know that, you know, it's Boston. And apparently these guys don't like to put the young guys, you know, give these young guys a chance. Now, Lindholm did was a going to be a free agent in the in the offseason. So he, we were possibly looking at a rental. Now, here's the thing. Okay. You know, you if you're going to give up a first round pick, a second round pick next year and a second round pick the following year, you better be able to sign this guy. All right? And the Bruins were able to agree to terms with him on an eight-year extension, which I think is really good. Eight years, 6.5 mil. That's not too bad. Of course, I would have liked to have seen lesser years. You know, maybe instead of eight, give him, say, five. You know, give him five years or even even four. But they they finally agreed to terms with him. They got that top four defenseman that they're looking for. So, you know, let's move forward from this. I mean, I was kind of hoping they would pick up a second, you know, a second line center. But that didn't really happen. You know, we're, I mean, Eric Halla has has played great with um, Pasternak and Hall. So, you know, we're better off leaving leaving everything intact Leaving that third line intact, which has played unbelievable as of late with Frederick, Coyle, and Smith. So I'm glad they didn't touch that. And, you know, you and Seneshin gets gets his wish of going to, you know, go heading heading to Ottawa. Now with with Seneshin. Seneshin was was part of that was part of that 2015 when he went he and Zaboral and DeBrusque all went you know 14 15 16 and and I guess is I guess you could say about Seneshin is that he never got a chance to play in Boston you know he he had his time I mean I mean Seneshin skated in 50 um you know, played in 15, 15 uh, NHL games with the Bruins. He only had one goal and two assists and three points in 15 games. So, you know, you know, it's tough to, it's really tough to evaluate somebody when you only play 14 career NHL games. I mean, with Providence, um, he, he had, he did 51 games this season with Providence. He has 19 goals and, and 12 assists for 31 points. You know, maybe if he's played more games of Boston, maybe he would have had like 10 or 15 goals. But we never were able to find out. And that's why, you know, like I said before, you know, the young guys aren't getting the opportunity to play up here. Like a Jackson Eco, like an Oscar Steen. Oscar Steen was playing great, and then they sent him down. You know? And Seneshin was the fifth, was was one of those guys in the first round of the 2015 draft, you know, 15th overall. That didn't quite that the Bruins the Bruins really didn't give a chance. So what does he do? He asks for a trade. 
And then Don Sweeney goes out and trades him to acquire another defenseman, Josh Brown, and a 2022 seventh-round pick. And the Bruins give up, of course, Seneshin and a 2022 fifth-round draft pick. Now that's telling me, like, if even like if you're selling off fifth-round picks, this is not going to be a strong draft. So you're not going to lose. You're not going to really lose anything with this draft. You're not. You know, everybody's saying, well, you're giving up the future. And even like I've said, and I'm like, no, giving up the future right now would be giving up Fabian Lysel, who's been playing awesome in the uh, WHL. Even Don Sweeney has said that after he's done with the Vancouver Giants for the season, he might come and play in Providence or even, even up in Boston, which would be awesome. But you know what? You didn't give up. You know, somebody like a Jeremy Swayman, or you didn't give up Fabian Lysel, or you didn't have to give up, you know, a, a Charlie Mack. You didn't have to give up anything to get Lindholm. You didn't. So, to be honest, I think this year's draft was pretty successful. A lot of the NHL professional insiders, you know, like the guys on TSN, and they're even saying that the Bruins won out in this draft. So us as fans, you know, we're sitting here like, oh, my God, they gave up so much. They gave up draft picks. And I got to tell you, I'm looking at I'm looking at a lot of the trades down with the other teams and a lot of teams gave up draft picks. Draft picks are more, to be honest, I think draft picks are more valuable than a roster player. They are. But this year's draft is just so weak, you know, after probably, after, I would say after maybe the top 10 or even the top five of this year's draft. And then after that, it's like, it's it's anybody's game. Anybody's game. And, you know, the thing about Seneshin was, like I said, he didn't get a chance. He did not get a chance with, um, he didn't get a chance with these with these guys. He really didn't get a chance. You know, same same goes. I mean, the same goes for Zaboral. I mean, are they still going to consider um, Zaboral when the season when the you know when he's off his injury because he's been injured for almost a month now. So who knows when he's coming back? I think he's out for the season, but still, you know, is Zaboral? You know, going to be a is is Zaboral going to be a Boston Bruin come next year? Maybe all three of those. Maybe maybe the reason why the Bruins signed Jake DeBrusque is to keep him on, see what he does with the top line, and then possibly trade him. You know, still I mean, still trade him at at the draft or you know sometime next season. Because when I first heard about the deal, you know, it's a two year extension with a cap hit of four mil. Okay, when I first heard about this, that the Bruins signed Jake DeBrusque, I thought for sure that there was a deal in place and the team that they're dealing with wanted him signed before the trade was made. That's what I was thinking. I was that's that's what was in the back of my mind. But the trade, the deadline, the 3 p.m. deadline came and went and Jake DeBrusque is still here. So. I, it appears, though, that his trade request is still on the table. 
And when the Bruins decide to move him, they'll they'll decide to move him. And like I said, it could be at the entry draft in June. It could be you know sometime over the summer. It could be some. It could be next. It could be a year from now at the, you know, at the next year's trade deadline. But the thing is now that they get get to keep Jake DeBrusque, who has been playing hot and cold ever since being on that first line with um, with Marchand and Bergeron. So. You know, so he's a little hot and cold. There's some inconsistency there, but still, you know, he has 15 goals and 11 assists this season in 57 games. So I would expect, you know, him to keep keep producing, you know, with playing on the top line. I mean, to be honest, that's where to be. He's that's a good place for him. I mean, I know he play. I know his his play is up and down sometimes. You know, he's a bit streaky. You know, but still, I think that having him on that top line for the rest of the season and into the playoffs is gonna is gonna benefit the Boston Bruins. Same thing like like having Lynn Holm as your top four defenseman. He's gonna be paired with Charlie McAvoy. Then you're probably gonna have Grizzlick and Carlo, and then your your bottom two are probably going to wind up being, you know, possibly Forbert, who they should have never signed and should have traded, and Riley and and Clifton. So there there's your guys right there. You know, so there's your defense. The defense is a little bit more solid right now. I feel I have a little bit more confidence in the in the defense right now. You know, the goaltending is great. I mean, Swayman is playing as playing phenomenal. Allmark has picked up his game. So I have a feeling that this team could actually make a run, a pretty decent run at the um towards towards the playoffs. I mean, even even if you take a look at the standings this morning with last night's win over Montreal, the Bruins have caught up to the Toronto Blue the Blue Jays. Wow. The Toronto Maple Leafs and could t- easily take that top top one top 3 3 spot, the third spot in the Atlantic Division. Or what they could do is they could possibly catch Tampa. I mean, they play the Islanders tonight and they play Tampa on Thursday and then they play the Islanders again on Saturday. And you know, it looks like looks to me like they can even finish second in this in this division. I mean, I wouldn't count. I mean, to be honest, I still see them possibly looking at a wild card here. But with the way this team is playing right now, I think that they have a chance to finish in the top three. Maybe even get a maybe even finish second in the division because they're only one point behind Tampa and Florida. I don't know what's gotten into Florida this year, but they've had an outstanding season. You know, are they going to win the cup? I don't know. They're, if the Bruins don't make, I mean, the Bruins are going to make the playoffs. They're they're clear. They're they're they they've made the playoffs. We, we already know. It's just a matter of where they're going to finish. Are they going to have a wild card? Are they going to finish third or second in the in the in the division? Because I think that right now Carolina Carolina is going to win this cup. Carolina is going to win the Stanley Cup this year, no doubt about it. I mean, 
I mean, looking at other teams, I mean, you could say Calgary possibly. There's a good chance, but also Colorado. But, you know, this, they're going to, they're there. And it's because of the goaltending, the goaltending and the play of, you know, getting secondary scoring now. You know, ever since they've changed the lines and moved Pasternak down with Hall and Halla, there you go. And then and then you have this grinding line. We we really got to figure out the name for that third line because they're, they've been playing great too, the 11, 12, and 13 line. So they've been playing great too. And just adding Lindholm to the, to the mix, I think that they can actually make some noise, you know, not only for the rest of the regular season, but going into the playoffs. You know, early on in the season, everybody was saying, even I was saying, that this team was either going to not make the playoffs, go into the playoffs, and get eliminated into the get eliminated in the first round. And that's not going to happen. I have a feeling that there's a good possibility that they could make some noise, get to the second round, you know, or you make it to the cup, the conference finals, or hell, even the Stanley Cup finals. They can be the the 2019 St. Louis Blues. Remember what happened with they were dead last around January of 2019. And what did they do? They went on a tear and they won the cup and they took the Bru- and they they basically manhandled the Bruins in that in that series. So I have a feeling that the Bruins are with with just with just with this one, just with this one um, acquisition of a top four defenseman, the Bruins actually have a chance at making it to the Cup Finals. They do. Yeah. Well, they gave up a lot. You know, whatever happened to like, you know, a rebuild? Right now, they're not concentrating on a rebuild. Because you have two guys on this team who deserve to at least one more shot at the Stanley Cup. All right? One more shot. And that's um, Bergeron and Marshawn deserve one more shot. And and basically, Don Sweeney should be praised for, for trying to get at least one more cup for those two guys. I would have liked to have seen Tuka Rask be part of this little mix, but unfortunately, he's not. And... You know, it's going to give us a chance to see how good the goaltending really is here. Because here's the thing. Let's just say the Bruins are up. Let's just say the Bruins make make it past the first round. And let's just say, I'm just going to throw it out there. Let's just say the Bruins are playing the Pittsburgh Penguins at some point in the Stanley Cup in the playoffs. Let's just say that. And... The Bruins and the Penguins go seven games. All right? There's seven games. And this game goes into overtime. And Jeremy Swayman lets in a soft goal. Are we going to say that he choked? Or are we going to blame the guys in five the the five guys in front of him? It's going to be interesting. Because in the past, anytime the Bruins lost a seventh game, it was Tuka's fault. Is it going to be Jeremy Swayman's fault that the Bruins got eliminated from the first round of the playoffs because he choked? The same goes for Allmark. You know, Allmark choked, you know, in game seven of, you know, the first or second round. You know, he choked. 
or did it, or did his team like run out of gas? It's going to be an inter- it's going to be interesting once the playoffs roll around because right now the Boston Bruins, you know, they're your they've been on a, they've been on a roll. And they can they continue that momentum through the playoffs. I mean, right now in their in the Bruins last 10 games, they're 7-2 and 1. 7-2 and 1. Right? They're one of the hottest teams out there. I mean, the other team, the other one of the other hot teams also is is Florida. Florida, I can't believe I don't. I know that they, I know that they started out well under Quenville, but they just continued that momentum, and I didn't expect that. I expected once Quenville, you know, resigned that they would that they would you know sink like the Titanic, but they didn't. They kept going. So there's something going on down in Florida too. They're competitive. I mean, other, other, I mean, other teams that could possibly, you know, make the, you know, make, make noise in the playoffs. You know, you got the Rangers that are in there too. You can't count them out. And this is going to be, this playoffs, I think is going to be really, really fun to watch, especially with the acquisitions that these teams have done. Think about all the, all the trades that happened yesterday for all those, you know, teams that are going to be in the playoffs, they've added they've added more, you know, more firepower to their offense, their defense. So, it's going to be interesting to see. And I think that the Boston Bruins are going to make some noise. You know, unlike back in the beginning of the season where I was saying this team is not going to make the playoffs, they can actually, you know, they can win the division now because they've been on so much of a roll. Guys are finally producing. And I think that one of the reasons why this team is playing so good right now is because they're actually playing more games. Because back in the beginning of the season, they were only playing like one or two games a week. And then they and then they had that little COVID break, that little COVID break, and then came back and just started rip, you know, ripping teams off one by one. You know, I know some of the games were were a little tough to watch a little bit, but still. They managed to to crawl their way up to into a wild card spot, which you know they're they're basically locked. They are basically locked in to the to that. So they're making the playoffs no matter what. It's just a matter of where they're going to finish. Are they going to finish in second? Are going to finish in third? Or are they going to catch Florida and finish in first? And then go into the playoffs, and then we'll just have to see how this goes. And it's going to be really interesting to see who's going to be the starting goaltender for the playoffs. I know I know we've got another month to go before the end of the season, but it's going to be interesting to see who is going to be the is going to be the top guy once the Bruins make the playoffs. Will it be a veteran like Allmark? Will it be a guy second second year player like Jeremy Swayman? So it will be I'm I'm Gonna put my my bet on the Bruins to to really make some noise, it, it throw fear into the other teams. Now, you know you go out and get Lindholm, a top four defenseman, which is what you were needing all season long. You have decent goaltending. The the you're starting to get some second line score, you know, secondary scoring from the second and third lines. So this team is going to be dangerous when it comes to the playoffs. 
So there shouldn't be any 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 question revolving around this team for the remainder of the season. Now, I know a lot of people are also, you know, saying, oh, David Krejci's coming back. David Krejci is coming back. He's going to play for the Bruins. He's not going to be playing for the Bruins this year. All right? He's staying over in in the Czech Republic with his family, even though his season's done. And even if he did try to come back, he would still have to clear waivers. All right? And I don't think anybody, anybody would would give up a chance at David Krejci. Now, the only way I see the Bruins getting David Krejci back here is if they made a deal with other teams to, you know, not pick him, which, you know, it happens. You know, it's happened in the expansion draft where, you know, somebody would pay off, you know, say, hey, listen, we'll give you a couple of, we'll give you a first and second round, Three first round picks if you don't if you don't, you know, pick this player off of our roster that we left on you know, that we left, you know, unprotected. You know, may do the Bruins say, Hey, you know what? If you guys don't do if you guys don't touch David Krejci, we'll give you a first round pick. That's maybe how it's gonna go. I don't know. But David Krejci is not gonna be a Boston Bruin ever. I don't even even if he attempts to come back, I don't think he will. I think he'll probably sign again in 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 um in the Czech Republic or what he'll do is he'll, he'll end up, you know, on another team because he's got to clear waivers first. Which brings me to another another interesting thing. Now, now that this whole BS going on over in go, going over in Ukraine and and Russia and stuff, you got a lot of guys, a lot of former, you know, NHLers who are playing over there, Americans and Canadians that are playing over there are now, you know, leaving Russia. I don't know if they're being forced to leave, but they're leaving Russia and coming over here and they're going to start signing with other clubs and stuff like that. So you got an influx of those guys coming in too, which, you know, I don't know if it's going to help or hurt any of these teams. You know, and the other thing is, College hockey season is basically almost over. You know, they're going into the tournament. You know, they're, they're March, hockey's March Madness. And you got a lot of guys out there signing contracts. You know, you are, you know, quite a few of them have, I've seen quite a few college signings the past couple of, past couple of days, ever since the season's ended. So you got those guys coming in, you know, and I, and I wouldn't rule out the Providence Bruins signing a couple of um, college players, especially local ones, to uh, PTOs. The same goes for the um, the Maine Mariners. Wouldn't be surprised if they signed some of those guys either. You know, a lot of college play- a lot of college players are free. Not a lot of them are, you know, under are, you know, were drafted into the NHL. There's quite a few of them out there that are signing free agent con free agent PTOs with you know, minor with AHL teams. So, you know, we're getting, we're going to get a whole influx of guys coming, coming into, you know, the minors. And even, you may even see a signing or two, you know, by the Boston Bruins, you know, maybe a one year deal from a guy who was playing in the KHL. So, your guess is as good as mine, but it's going to, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks. 
once the college, you know, when the college, um, once college is all wrapped up and where some of these kids, you know, who are free agents, some of these kids who are undrafted, you know, are not, um, are not, you know, I want, I want to say protected, but you know, who are property of, you know, NHL teams, some of those kids that aren't property of NHL teams are probably going to wind up signing, you know, with, with a lot of the minor leagues you know, PTOs and they're going to go somewhere. And who knows? Maybe there maybe there's a kid out there who's playing for you know, University of Connecticut, you know, who might sign on with let's just say signs a contract with the um Providence Bruins because that happened a couple of years ago. And then maybe maybe he has a future with the with the Boston Bruins. So there's quite a few high college guys out there that, you know, that are unsigned that could possibly be, you know, sitting in the sitting in a Boston Bruins uniform in a few years. So, but right now I think the Bruins, I think the Bruins added their depth. They're looking good. You know, they got that they got that top 4 defenseman that they're looking for and they didn't give up a lot. A lot of people out there are saying the Bruins gave up a lot of that. You know, gave up picks. You can't, well, what about our future? You never know when you're, where your future is going to lie. It, your future is not going to lie, you know, you know, rely on your draft picks. It's not. It's, like I said, that kid who's playing at the University of Connecticut or UMass Lowell or University of Denver could possibly be your future. That unsigned kid, college college kid, could be, you know, your next young prospect. All right? Because I know that Kevin Deneen's son, Will Deneen, who's playing at Yale, he's going to, I can tell you right now, he, he wasn't drafted. He's not property of any NHL team. I can guarantee you that when his college career is done at Yale, when he decides to what he's going to do is he's going to sign a contract with somebody you know sign a contract I mean he could sign a contract with the Bridgeport Islanders you know a PTO and go all the way and make it to the island and be a you know basically play for the Bridgeport Islanders and possibly make it all the way to the Stanley you know make it all the way to the NHL just by his hard work just because you're a number one, just because you're a draft pick doesn't mean that you're a pro, top prospect because a lot of those guys are hit or miss, especially when you take a guy like Zach Senishin. Then again, the Bruins didn't give him a chance, so we never know, but you never know. I mean, even Zach Hamill, the Zach Hamill ring a bell. He was a first round pick by the Boston Bruins, and I don't even think he's playing hockey anymore. And if he is, he's probably playing in Saudi Arabia or someplace where there's no ice. So draft picks sometimes don't really matter. All right? It's who you surround yourself and it's who's talented and who wants it. All right? Now, I know I know. I brought up Will Deneen, Kevin Deneen, his dad. You know, well, it's Kevin Deneen's dad. I'm like, yeah. I mean, Pat Verbeek... 
that Pat Verbeek is the um, general manager in Anaheim. You think any of his kids? I I think he's got a couple of sons out there playing in the minors. Do you think his sons are going to be playing in the playing for the Anaheim Ducks or anywhere in the NHL? I don't know, but you you, you can't get upset over this over this deal. You really over this Lindholm deal. You can't, don't get upset about it. Don't get pissed off that the Bruins gave up a lot because they didn't. They didn't give up a lot here. All right, because draft picks are sometimes, you know, aren't worth that much. And this draft isn't that deep, so you're not giving up a lot. Now, the second round pick, I question that one, but still, in the end, you get the guy you need, a top four defenseman. This show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. And you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. And are you interested in advertising on this show? Please contact Believe at Believe.com. Now, next week, I'm probably going to give you guys a little bit of a rundown of my weekend, going to a Bruins game uh, on Saturday against the New York Islanders. And what I might, excuse me, what I might do is I might give you a rundown on how things went. Of course, a lot of people are still still a little bit on the fence about, you know, whether I should spend them spending the money on the tickets. I mean, tickets are really, really nuts right now. You know, I don't ever see the ticket prices going down, especially for the Bruins. So what I'll do is I'm going to give you guys a complete report on how things went, what we, you know, what what I eventually, you know, ended up, you know, doing, you know, other than sitting in my seat, sitting in my seat and cheering on my, my favorite team. So thanks for listening. Have a great week and go Bruins. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.